This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. So once again, I want to apologize. I was supposed to do a video this past Wednesday. I think we're in the 21st. Hold on, what day it is? Lost track. Oh yeah, so it was the twenty second. I was supposed to do a podcast, but apparently I got stuck. Uh, there was some certain things I had to take care of, um, basically some family matters. But I'm here today. But let's get started right now. As you know, Impact Wrestling celebrated their twenty year anniversary with, of course, Slammiversary. I have to say it was amazing seeing certain wrestlers matches that I definitely enjoyed, and not to mention. We did saw legends who wrestlers who've been in Impact Wrestling. We saw video packages coming from wrestlers like AJ Styles, Sting, Kurt Angle. I wish they could have done one for Samoa Joe, but uh, it didn't happen. But um, I think it's pretty nice that it happened. There were some good matches we did enjoy. Like for example, I think my favorite ones I have to say is Honor No More trying to deal with Impact Originals. Now, we did know that Frankie Gazarian, along with the Motor City Machine Guns, they were, in fact, in it. And then later, of the go-home show before Slammiversary, we find out that the national treasure, Nick Aldis, was involved. However, later on, we did not know who was the fifth member. But according to these guys, the TNA uh, Impact Originals, they're saying they picked this guy. It was a no-brainer. So it turns out, Dixie Carter comes out. And revealed who it was. It was the American Wolf, Davy Richards. And that puts in a very interesting dilemma. Because, as you know, Eddie Edwards turned his back on Impact Wrestling, claiming that they lost their honor, that they disrespected him. But having Davy Richards, that's the last thing he expected. He did not expect that one way or the other. But he was avoiding him the entire time because he did not want to confront him one way or the other. But it was a good match. But however, Maria tries to get involved, but she got her ass beat by Tracy Brooks, a.k.a. known as Mrs. Frankie Kazarian. But their son was there too. But however, PCO was about to hurt her. Luckily for Frankie, he was there to help her. But one thing led to another. That piece of garbage, Kenny King, got involved. You know, he wasn't in this match, but he got his ass whooped by... D'Lo Brown, you gotta recognize. Yes, that's right. He showed up and kicked his ass with the frog splash. But however, the biggest surprise is Earl Hebner taking off his shirt. He was wearing a ref shirt. And of course, uh, Scott Demore like said, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. I said I activated Earl Hebner. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's the best punchline ever. You know, it was great. Because here's the kicker. In that particular match, this was a course officiated by Brian Hebner, Earl's son. And I believe they dedicated this to, of course, uh, Dave Hebner. If you guys know, he passed away recently, and he wasn't the only ref, so was Tim White. But I have to say the match was amazing. And I did like the Queen of the Mountain match. It was also a first time ever. I loved it, you know, because I did not expect. Mickey James was the enforcer in this match because, of course, we all know Tasha Steeles would do whatever it takes to ensure she stays away. She wanted Savannah Evans to be part of the match, but the rules are rules. You have to be a former champion. Savannah Evans wasn't one of them. But the best part, best match, 
uh, I think one of the greatest matches I ever enjoyed was seeing Mike Bailey finally becoming the X Division champion. I have to say, this guy was on a freaking mission ever since he made his appearance in the U.S. Now, if you guys want to know what I'm referring to, if you guys know who, what I'm talking about, I'll tell you. It, five for almost five years, Mike Bailey has was banned from ever working here in the wrestling business in the wrestling events of the United States. Reason is he's Canadian and he did not have the uh, the permits to do that. So he was kind of banned from there. He was wrestling from either UK, Japan, but in Japan he mostly worked with uh, DDT Pro Wrestling. And man, it was great. But he did uh, did an amazing job. I have to say it was great seeing him. Now, as for our main event for the uh, for the Impact Wrestling Championship, we saw uh, we saw of course Eric Young, he did everything he said he was going to do to hurt him in order. He even removed the floor, the safety of the floors in order to use the floorboards onto Josh Alexander. And he all, he couldn't believe he kicked out. He pulled it off, but later it was tables returned. Josh Alexander did it himself and kaboom, he did it. I was like, wow. He pulled it off. He proved why he is the best wrestler. So I have to say, a good successful Impact Wrestling, and I loved it. Now, let's talk about what's been going on in the world of pro wrestling with, well, or should I say sports entertainment, coming from WWE. Now, you guys know what's been going on with WWE. As you know, Vince McMahon has stepped down as the CEO of the company, temporarily. Now, you probably ask yourselves, what is going on? If you guys, if you guys do know what's going on, let me explain. Apparently, there was an investigation made by the, board, the WWE board about something they found inconsistencies. It turns out that Vince paid a former uh, paralegal or whatever it was a third, a three million dollar hush pack. Basically, it was hush money, and it turns out that Vince McMahon had an affair with this woman, and. It was like, whoa, how did this came out to light? And I couldn't believe it. So basically, Vince was in hot water. Now, some of you probably say at this point, Vince never gets in trouble for anything. He always gets away with everything. That is somewhat true. Like, look at the whole thing with the steroids. He won't even apologize for what happened to Owen Hart. There's a lot of things he did wrong. And this one just came out and it started uh, to be in a position where he has to step down while the investigation continues. But, however... This is the most interesting thing that happened. Stephanie McMahon, who supposedly said that she was leaving, taking a leave of absence to focus on her family, uh, apparently just been nominated, uh, named as the interim uh, CEO. Now, some people are skeptical about this, about her coming back. Like, they, they, they find it suspicious. I mean, I understand that, but... The thing is this, like, we don't know what really is happening. And if you guys already heard, Triple H is back at the Performance Center. I'm like, wow, it's happening. But I don't know how long would this be because the problem is Vince used his own son-in-law as a scapegoat, blaming him for the failure of Wednesday Night War. It wasn't Triple H's fault. The only problem was AEW was the better product. Now, for all you WWE loyalists listening I'm sorry. That's how it is. It's the fans who chose what to watch. It's not like who did this. Like, there's certain things I don't like. Some things I do like. That's the problem. 
You can say, oh, it's a load of bullshit, J-Rod. It's bullshit. WWE's better. AEW, it's full of trash. I get that crap. I get it. But the fact is, it was a better show, and Triple H was the fall guy. And I think it was a load of crap. It's not his fault. But now he's back. But the real question, how long? Because we don't know how long this whole thing with Vince is going to last. But that's not the one thing that came out to light. It turns out Vince puts John Leonidas under the bus. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I wonder how the Bella Twins are going to feel about this, about their stepdad now being put under the bus over this. Kind of messed up. I mean, damn. So he had to step, take a leave of absence <coughs> from his position and from the company. If you guys want to know what his position was, he was, of course, the uh, the head of talent relations. And right now, they just announced that a, a, while, uh, a couple of days ago that Bruce Pritchard has been named <coughs> as the interim head of talent relations. I'm like, damn. It's kind of crazy. But however, a lot of people are now talking or uh, saying, how is the entire WWE... Uh, talent, staff, everyone involved who are along for the ride are saying, according to what sources are saying, it's total silence. Like, no one's talking, no one's saying a thing, but they're keeping their heads down. Now, some of you probably would say, they sh someone should talk about it. I mean, I wish it was simple, but you got to keep in mind, Vince is the guy who gave these people opportunities. How can you say something that is like that? Best way is, Shut your mouth, and then you see what happens. But however recently we've been seeing Vince McMahon making appearances at his shows, re, uh, at uh, at Raw and SmackDown, people are getting frustrated. Uh, the staff were getting frustrated, everyone, like saying, what the hell are you doing here, Vince? I thought you were out. But the best way they deal with this is just just shut the hell up. That's That was the whole point of it, you know? Don't argue with them. I think it's no use to argue with, with the whole thing. And I think that's what people need to understand right now. So we'll see what happens with WWE and everything else. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of talk, negativity, pissed off mode about this next subject. You may have heard Andrade, El Idolo, Ray Phoenix, and Penta Oscuro. Are not going to be involved in Forbidden Door. Now, just to make things clear to everyone who's listening, this is not WW the AEW's doing. They have no say in this whatsoever. There's a reason why. Let me explain this how it works. Mexico has two of the biggest major promotions in all of Mexico. One is Triple H. I mean, a triple A. And the other, Consejo Mundial Lucha Libre, CMLL. Now, CMLL has been ha had a working relationship with New Japan for years. Great relationship and all of that. However, several years ago, when Johnny Multiple, as we know him as Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, uh, Johnny Caballero, uh, Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Elite. When he was in AAA, he wanted to work in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But the only problem was AAA had no 
relations with those guys. That's the problem. The only company that does have that in Mexico is CMLL. So basically, this is the tricky part. Penta, Phoenix, and Andrade can't do it because they work with AAA. If they were working with CLL, they would have been fine. But it does not happen. Not to mention, AAA does have a working relationship with AEW. That's the problem. So I'm assuming that AAA called Tony Khan saying, look, we can't have any of these guys working with New Japan. We don't have any relationships with them. I mean, look, I get it, but... The truth is, we don't see much of CML pulling their own weight. If you guys remember, uh, back in 2019 or 18, one of the two, in our in my early years with the, with the YouTube channel, with doing this, um, Dragon Lee was pulled from New Japan Pro Wrestling because there was his there was a beef between him, his brother, against the Luthorov family. Paco Alonso's family, and that was what was the whole point. So that that's the tricky part that they're dealing with right now, and I I feel that you know this whole thing needs to stop. There should be some sort of a, a working agreement. Basically, it's like this. I would say what New Japan, CML, and wrestlers who are working with AAA they need to have an agreement. How about this? Don't go. I say let these guys work. But do not represent AAA one way or other. Just, just say they represent AEW. That will probably be better. And I think that, that would have been a whole lot better for them. But I don't know if that is the most logical way to think about this. Because I don't know if there's going to be lawsuits or something like that. I think they need to compromise in ways where these guys... I know, many, I know these guys would love to work with many of the wrestlers... In, in New Japan. I think that's what's holding them back. They need to find a better way to work together in order to have these wrestlers who have been dying to work with New Japan. I think that's what we all need to figure out. I hope Tony Khan can figure something out, get his legal team, and make this happen. So we'll wait and see what happens. Now, as you know, today's June 23, 23rd. We're getting closer and closer to June 26th. I believe that's the Sunday. We got, of course, the Forbidden Door, baby. That's right. We just went into AEW Dynamite, but the real question, what in the world happened? What is going on? How is this building up? As you know, we saw some surprising wrestlers from New Japan made their way through the Forbidden Door and step into AEW. Amongst them, was Zack Sabre Jr. Now, he showed up because, as you know, Brian Danielson cannot compete at both Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts because he was not medically cleared. But he did hint it that he found his replacement and a new member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, the question is, who is this guy? That's the obvious question. So we won't know until then. Now, our next segment we see, of course, is we have Adam Hangman Page. He won his match against Silent Young. But Adam Cole, who is still trying to bring the guy down, he looks at him like, you're a loser, Hangman. That's the problem. You don't deserve to be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. But J.Y. shows up. 
tries to be all this and that, you know, being the catalyst. He thinks he runs the entire wrestling business, but he was about, they were about to take out Adam Cole until we saw the coin drop. It's none other. The Rainmaker, Kaguchika Okada. Yes, I am. Cannot believe. I saw reactions from the fans who were there. They're like, oh my God. Yes, folks. Oh my God, indeed. This this is something I think many fans, including myself, we have been dreaming about seeing Okada in an AEW. And there's a photo that someone posted where you see Okada with his United States and uh, with the Chaos members established in AEW. Don't forget, we have Chuck Taylor, Chris Satlander, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and <coughs> Trent Beretta. So that means they answer to Okada. And I thought it was great. But the last thing I did not anticipate is when Sting and Darby Allen announced that they're going to be in a match against the Young Bucks with members of the Bullet Club and more specifically Hikuleo and El Fantasmo. But Darby Allen said that they found some partners of their own. And th these I did not expect. They're going to team up with LIJ's Harumu Takahashi, the Time Bomb, and the Dragon, Shingo Tagaki. Now, this is going to be great. Now, Shingo was a bit confused, but if I was Shingo, enjoy yourself. You will be learning from a master. I'm talking about Sting. Sting has wrestled in New Japan before when New Japan and WCW had a working relationship. So, if I were you, Shingo, you will learn with a guy like him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Shingo decides to return to AEW. I think that would be a dream for him. And trust me, that would be awesome. So, I think that's pretty much what I got with everybody. I'm sorry I had to keep it short. I got better things I got to take care of. As you know, I have uh, reviews to do here on my YouTube channel. They won't be released until the following day on the 24th of June. But, I'll see you guys in the next time. And the next, on this podcast... I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!